We're going to continue on this morning in the book of James. And uh, we're excited to talk about uh, uh, something called Taming the Tongue. Anybody remember that one growing up, reading that? Chapter 3 in the book of James. Uh, I, I'm excited for it. Uh, a, lot, a lot of work gone into it. Uh, but a lot, a lot of background when you think about our own lives and things that have been spoken to us things that have been spoken over us, things that we have, have spoken ourselves. Uh, the, the tongue is a, a powerful, powerful, powerful thing, is it not? And it's funny, you, you can remember, you can remember date, time, weather, every condition that was known to mankind, relative humidity, um, as to what somebody, that they said something to you at some point, and it clearly, clearly defined your life. You can think about it right now, words that have been spoken over you, things that have been said, or things that you've said that you regret. This tongue is a very powerful thing, and this is why James wanted to tell us about it and how we need to be careful with that bad boy, okay? So today we're talking about to speak as Christ, because Remember, this series is talking about how we live as Christ, how we live like him, but how do we use what he has given us, our body, more specifically our tongue, to speak as Christ would speak on this earth. So very important. So I'm going to read James uh, 3, 1 through 12, all right? And then we're going to tell you some things from there that will help us to understand as to how we can speak like Christ in everyday lives, taming that tongue, making sure we have that thing submitted to the Lord, okay? James 3, 1 through 12. Not many of you should be Become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Okay, remember, part of James's audience are these are these believing folk that were scattered and and they desire to be teachers of the word. Everybody desires in this way to to, to be a teacher of the word in this time frame. And, and you think even of ourselves, we want to be folks that share God's word, right? That's what we want to do. But he says, not many of you should become teachers. We'll get into this more in just a bit. Um, for you know that we who teach will be judged. He's saying, I'm myself and a t- am a teacher will be judged with greater strictness for we all stumble in many ways and if anyone does not stumble in what he says he is a perfect man wives do you have that perfect man come on somebody you're like let's pray on that able <laughs> wives without that man said i'm believing by faith okay also right able also to bridle his whole body If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. All right, have you ever seen a horse with a bit in his mouth? This thing is humongous, humongous. But yet this this little bit is able to steer this guy left, right, up, down, wherever. You can help me more on that later, Taryn, okay? She understands horses. I don't. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. Love that, that imagery there too that we get. We've places, I've got to be ships before. Maybe you've gone on ship tours or something in ship ports or in ship places. I've got to be careful saying ship because it can get changed really quick, taming the tongue. Um, but you've seen ships before. You know the basic makeup of those, but you also know there's a little something underwater that steers that whole thing, a little small something, and we'll get into that more later. So also, the tongue is a small member Yet it boasts of great things. Think about that. The size of your tongue in relation to your body. All right? It's a small thing. Seemingly insignificant to the grand scheme of things, but yet so significant in everything that we do. We would agree on that. 
How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. We'll get into that more in just a moment. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. You're like, wow, this is getting real, James. Yes, because there's some real things that he wants us to understand as we're looking at this member of our body. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile... Uh, and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. Remember, we, we are here to subdue the earth and, and all of the animals within it, right? We're able to tame them. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Wow. He's getting real on this, right? He's telling us the power of the human tongue. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brother, my brothers and sisters, let's look at it that way. These things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? No. Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives? Or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. When you read something like this, you're like, there is a lot going on, homeboy, that I don't get right now. James seems like he's a little scatterbrained, a little all over the place with this. But when we really start to to, to break these portions of Scripture down, we see what James' intent was for us as believers today as he wants us to live as Christ in everything that we do, especially in how we use this most unruly member of our body, our tongues, right? Our tongues. The first thing we're going to look at when, it talks about, when we talk about the tongue, and there's power in the tongue, the tongue carries the most weight, the tongue carries the most weight. It's fun to watch, you know, when you, when you hear, you ask people or you research as well. Do you feel like the tongue's the strongest muscle in the body? How, would you, how many of you would say that the tongue is the strongest muscle in the body? Raise your hand. There's no right or wrong answer right now. I see hands going up. I see hands going up. Okay. How many of you feel that it is not the strongest muscle in the body? Okay. I see a lot of people that are unsure. It's okay. So you, you gave the right answer. Like, I am not going to look stupid in church. Okay. I am not going to give the wrong answer. Those of you that were willing to give an answer, good job. You're like, I am slow to speak even with my hand and quick to listen. No, James. It carries the most weight in a different way. Three, one through two, we see this. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. See, James is talking about a life of leadership and teaching. And when you think about the the life and death, the power that we have within our tongue, it carries the most weight within our body. Not necessarily physically, right? Because I think it was the the, the hamstring or the quad or whatever they said was the strongest muscle in the body. Did I get that right? Medical professionals? The gluteus maximus? Is that what they say? Mine's just extra maximus, okay? (laughs) We're going to work on that. That one was free. But he's talking about a life of leadership and teaching. 
And this is so important when you think about it. Even yesterday, we were, we were at a graduation party yesterday, all right? And it was a lot of fun. Um, but I, I, was, I, was, I was standing there, and I, I was asked by some folks at a table, what do you think should happen on the first date? Do you think, I'm not going to say any names, okay? But do you think the guy should buy the food, or do you think we should, we should go Dutch, and that, you know, one buys and the other buys? What do you think about this? And at that very moment... My tongue had power to say something that would influence someone's thinking about how they should approach the first date. Think about that. It seems like it's seemingly insignificant. But every single day, there's an opportunity for you to, to carry weight in your leadership and your teaching and all that you do with those that are around you. What you say matters, right? So he's talking about leadership and teaching, that God has made you to be leaders in this life. There's some things you have to know. Know that you're not perfect. That's not a get-out-of-jail-free card either. You're like, I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'll do what I want, okay? I'll say what I want. I'll go. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. You're not perfect. The only one that was perfect was Jesus, okay? And James pointed to him in everything. Because he's saying, live as Christ. Live as my perfect brother. Remember that? You know, live as Christ. You're not perfect. However, do we strive for perfection? Absolutely. I had to stop and think before I answered that question because I'm like, what would I do on the first date? It's been a long time. But I go back to how I grew up and absolutely buy her dinner. Why wouldn't you buy her dinner? If she's cherished and you love her and you care, well, not love yet, but if you like her, if you want to love her, buy that girl some food. <laughs> you won't be perfect on the first date. However, you strive for it if you want a second one. <laughs> Ladies, can I get an amen? amen? Open some doors, buy her some food, get her favorite latte. Round two will be coming, Okay. Second thing within this understanding of our tongue and the weight that it carries is, is know that what you say, and I said this a little bit already, what you say matters to those who are listening. It matters what you say. So that means you're, you're slow to speak and quick to listen. I grew up in a house, woo, podcast land or, or live stream. You're probably listening now. You're listening here now because it turns red. That means recording. I'm getting used to this stuff, all right? But... I grew up in a house, and this is, y'all know me. We were, were quick to speak and slow to listen. Anybody else grow up in those kinds of houses? We will be accepting counseling appointments Monday morning at 8 a.m. <laughs> now nah, you'll make it. But man, we were quick to speak and slow to listen because we wanted to get things done. We wanted to get things resolved. And they were at octaves that probably didn't exist in other homes, all right? But there was a lot of love there, a lot of love. But it matters what you say because you can't pull them back with your, you can't pull the words back. Once you go places with your, with your mouth, the words you say, you can't pull them back. They're out there. You can karate chop somebody's arm and give them a bruise, but that'll heal. It's got to be karate, not ninjutsu or anything like that. But you say something to them that absolutely devastates them, you can't get it back. Because it matters what you say. It matters what you say. That tongue of yours carries so much weight. The last part of what you need to know when it comes to that weight is that know that you are 
and will be accountable for what you say. Even stricter. You think about the weight that I carry when I, when I am in ta- I'm tasked to share the word of God. The study that has to happen. The understanding that has to happen. Because as a teacher, I'm even more accountable to the things I say. Even something as simple as how you should respond on the first date, homeboy. I'm accountable. And what you say, you're accountable for. Not just here, but someday there when you stand before the Lord. It carries weight. Second thing is this. The tongue is small, but mighty. The tongue is small, but mighty. What does that mean? James 3, 3 through 6. If we put bits in the mouths of horses, we talked about this a little bit. We can make them obey us, and we can lead them wherever we want them to go. We talked about the understanding of the rudder and that small little piece in the water that seems so seemingly insignificant makes drastic major changes in one's life. We watched The Incredibles 2 last week. So much fun. Anybody watch that? Anybody like The Incredibles? Wasn't that great? How about when he had a jump? I'm not going to ruin it. See, I saw ears being plugged right there. Let's just say that a rudder steers a very large ship, okay? You, get, you picking up what I'm putting down? Okay, you're in the same waters. Good. It's the tongue, a small member, yet it boasts of great things. It is mighty. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a fire. A world of unrighteousness. You think about it. A world. When we think of the world, we think of something tremendous, immense, great. We don't think of, you know, this little little footprint, this little thumbprint, if you will, on, on the map of Morgantown called the Foundry Church. We think of the world. We think of the whole globe. Google Earth. Not just Google Maps on High Street. You know what I'm saying by that? The world. A world of unrighteousness, the tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. What does this mean? James is illustrating just how powerful your tongue, that one's tongue can be in their life. Know that the tongue, this is something we got to get here, that the tongue needs guidance. It needs guidance. It needs to have someone to direct it. Because without someone directing it, what will it do? Whatever it wants. And when we look at this, we see how the tongue is inspired by hell. By the forces of hell. The enemy, all he wants to do to your life is destroy it. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy you. He wants to do whatever he can. That seemingly small rudder uh, at the bottom of the ship to direct you away from the will of God. He knows the power of the rudder. He knows the power of your tongue. He wants to challenge you to say things to friends that will make those friendships cease. He wants to challenge you to say things to your spouse that will make their have frack hard to work. He wants to challenge you to say things to your coworkers that will make it very, very hard to work in the same office space with them. He wants you to say things to whomever with your little rudder, your little tongue, that little thing that is so seemingly insignificant that is so mighty to absolutely blow up your life. It needs guidance. The tongue needs guidance. It also has such potential. And I think about that as well when we see this idea. Anybody ever been on a cruise before? Anybody ever been? Was that fun? 
Okay, I'm thinking about that. Carol won't go, but I'm thinking about it. All right? But you think about it, and, and, I, and I read a post from a friend where she said, this cruise line is absolutely amazing. If you do anything, you do this kind of thing. I'm like, well, that's what I'm doing, all right? Whenever it's happening, that's where I'm going because she said the, 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 the adventures were so great. The, the ports were so amazing. The service was so great. I'm thinking, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go, you know, kind of thing. I'm ready to go. Where is the port? Where is the boat? Let's go. There's potential with our tongue to take us places we've never been before. Beautiful, amazing places. Speaking kind words to people. Telling them how much you love them and their relationships begin to grow. Man, to go somewhere like that with someone would be tremendous, you know? To, to, to be kind to your neighbor. To, to do things to help them out. You know, man, the, the relationship that you can have with your neighbor by being a true neighbor. How awesome is that? You know, complimenting those in the workplace. Those that work under you. Those that work above you. Whatever that looks like in the, the, the order at your workplace. Man, it could change everything. It could be beautiful. The exploits can be amazing. The vitality that you can experience from a healthy tongue can be amazing, but also there's a flip side to that. See, the tongue also has potential, because potential can go in either direction, can it? It also has potential to bind you up. It has potential to make you bound in this life. It has potential to make you lifeless. See, I like to capitalize on the great exploits and all the great things that are happening. We all know what it's like to be bound to things, and we know what it's like to feel lifeless. And we know what it's like to be, to be spoken over with things that are not of the Lord and things to be said to us that are not of God, and we know what that feels like. We don't have a struggle there. That's not the struggle. The struggle is getting on the cruise ship and heading somewhere to all of these beautiful ports and all these beautiful places to see all these great things and experience all this wonderful food. Can I get an amen? You know, to do all this great stuff. That's where God wants us to be. But yet the enemy wants to use this potential to tear us apart. And we see that. Know that the tongue is a fire. It's not a spark. I'm not going to ask how many of you guys like to play with fire because that's that could be bad, okay? But we all love to, a little outside fire, a little managed, controlled fire. Can I get amens? We live in the woods, okay? Only you can control forest fires. Only you. Only you, not me, okay? It's not the fuel. It's not the logs. It's not the gas. Be careful. It's not the diesel fuel. Be, be careful. That can combust too. It burns a little bit slower, but it's not, it's not the logs, it's not the oxygen needed. It's not even the spark. The tongue is the fire. You get what I'm saying here? It's not all the things that make the fire. It's the fire that consumes all the things that make the fire and everything else around it. Only you can prevent forest fires in your life with taming the tongue. Only you can make people's lives around you better by the way you speak to them but also the way you take in the things that have been spoken over you. The tongue is the consuming fire inspired by the depths of hell to consume your life and totally derail God's plans for you. That's how strong it is. It's small but mighty. But the third thing is this. The tongue is meant to be tamed. Like, that doesn't make sense. 
That doesn't make sense because we see James speaking here in verses 7 through 8. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. You're saying that it's meant to be tamed, but James says that no human being can tame the tongue here because it's a restless evil full of deadly poison. How in the world have you ever tried to grab a poisonous snake? Don't do that, okay? Don't do that. It's meant to be on its own and not in your hands, all right? But how are we supposed to tame this thing that is so deadly? I mean, it, it's, I get it like beasts, birds, you know, cows, whatever. They're so wild and crazy, cows are. Watch out. No. You know, all these things can be tamed. But the tongue? The tongue can only be tamed by the one who can rope us in. When you look at a taming process, you ever watch someone try to break a, a wild horse? You ever watch that? Well, I haven't. Let's go somewhere and watch it sometime. I really want to see it, especially after this sermon, okay? But when you think about this taming process, what does it mean? Brought from the wild into a domesticated or tractable, tractable state. Domesticated or tractable state. What does it mean to be domesticated? All right, I love this. This is what wives always try to do to husbands, domesticate them. Because they always want to go outside and just be in nature. It's like, put on some clothes, you dirty man. We live in town kind of thing, you know? Come on. I am domesticated woman. It's like, no, you're not, man. Shave your back. Good Lord. <laughs> domesticated. Tractable. What does it mean to be domesticated? To train or adapt to live in a human environment and be of use to other humans. Not just to be able to live in a human environment, but to be useful to other humans. We're not even going to get into that because I know you know many people that are not useful to other humans, okay? I know you're filling in the blanks now of people that you can think of that are not useful to other humans, but we're not going to be judgmental or hateful right now, okay? God's desire is to train and help us adapt to human life, <laughs> this environment, so that we can be a blessing to other people. Part of taming the tongue is God the only one who can tame this tongue, domesticating you so that you can be of use to others in this life? But also this tractable term, term here I like, to be easily managed, controlled, governed, or malleable. So when you're able to get the reins on the horse and the bit is in his mouth, you can take this horse and you can do amazing things. You can do amazing, you can see amazing things, you can create amazing things. You have so much, such harnessed strength for amazing things. But if he's never tamed and broken, and he's not able to be trained or broken, we never see the full potential of the horse exhibited in its lifetime. God is the only one that can tame your tongue. We can't do it. What does that mean? We need him. We need him in a way that we've never experienced him before. And it will only happen. We will only be broken. And we look at that term as something negative, don't we? You have, but if you're to break a horse, you have an instrument now. You have a tool now. You have something that can bring great pleasure and joy to your life now because you were able to break the will of the horse but what's so different about the kingdom of God and the will of God is that we can will against his will all we want. He's not going to break you unless you want to be broken. 
It's not negative. It's positive. To be broke by God is to be completely filled with God, completely tamed in the tongue so that we can control this most unruly member so that we can be someone that can be formed and made into the image of him so that we can share this image, that we can be him on this earth. Being broken is not a bad thing. Not at all. Because you're made whole in the one who can break you. Only if you want it. These doors remain locked most of the week, which is normal. Right? But if someone were to knock on that door, I have a choice to either open it or not. And the thing is about the Lord, he'll keep knocking. He'll keep knocking at the door. He, he wants to keep knocking. He desires to keep knocking because he's Abba. He loves you. He's going to keep knocking at the door, waiting for you to say, please come in. Take up residence within my life. Break off the things that have me bound so that I can be alive in you. I am pliable. I can be made into your image. Please break me. I'm meant to be tamed by you. I'm meant to be broken by you so I can be full in you. The taming of your tongue comes by the way of the breaking of your heart. The taming of your tongue comes by way of the breaking of your heart. What does this mean? When we have the heart of Christ, our heart is broken by what breaks his. We place a priority on eternity, eternity with God, with a priority on loving others, a, prior, a priority on serving others, priority, right, on making our words line up with the heart of God, which is going to lead us to our last thought today. Matt, you guys could slide up when you're ready, my brother. The last thought of the day is this, and this builds up to it, that the tongue is meant to speak truth. You're like, how in the world do you get that? from verses 9 through 12. Listen with me. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God, our brothers and sisters in Christ. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. James is like, come on, y'all. This is not how we're supposed to roll. This does not reflect Jesus. This is not how we should be. This is, this is not right. Does a spring pour forth the same opening, both fresh and salt water? No, it doesn't. Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives? Never seen it happen. That'd be amazing. Or a grapevine produce figs? No. Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. What is he saying here? You're supposed to be true and honest. Not wavering this way and that. We're not supposed to be someone that says, yeah, I'm a fig tree, but look at my grapes. Or, yeah, oh, mouth the Lord so much. Listen here, you son of a beep, you know. Same mouth. Can, is that living in truth? Is that doing what we're supposed to do with this opportunity that we have called speaking in this life? See, out of this mouth is so, supposed to come one thing, and that's life. Out of this mouth is supposed to come one thing, and that's vitality. Out of this mouth is supposed to come something called praise, right? Blessings. 
exaltation of God, not cursing, not hatred. That's not what's supposed to come out of your mouth. Because when your heart's in the right place, out of the abundance of the heart, what speaks? The mouth speaks. What's inside will come out. So we don't want to say with our mouth, I love the Lord with everything that is in me. Blessed be your name, Lord God. And then you run home and you're screaming and yelling at your family, homeboy or homegirl. Or I am a devout believer of the Lord, 33 years strong, got my marks, been in church forever. We show up looking good as a family. But then you go home and there's a lot of other things happening. See, life, life, blessings, rejoice, truth. What comes out here has to be in here. It's kind of crazy sometimes, and, and you, you folks in the medical field, you're looking at signs and symptoms all the time to figure out what's going on with folks, aren't you? To try to diagnose the problem. You're looking at signs and symptoms. You're looking at what's going on. You're trying to figure out what they're, by what they're saying, but also what's happening in the body to figure out what's really going on here. And when it comes to the tongue, can be hard too, right? You're looking for signs and symptoms as to what's really going on, but it doesn't take long if you spend time with somebody to see what's really wrong. So my question for you, where all this is going to wrap up today, is how's your heart? You're like, I thought we were talking about taming the tongue. No, yeah. But if your heart is not in the right place with the Lord, your tongue will follow suit. It'll, it'll, it'll show. It'll show what's really going on inside. So how's your heart? What does that mean, Justin? What do you mean, how's my heart? Well, there's a couple sides to this. Maybe there's been things that have been spoken over your life, not blessings, not exciting, awesome, godly things, but straight up curses and things that have torn you down, especially when we're talking about Abba, Father. Wow, that was perfect, wasn't it? Because sometimes there's things that have been spoken over us that have absolutely devastated our lives. And I feel like God wants to bring to you like he did to me that time about eight years ago, standing in the back of a room at a youth conference when I was like in my mid-20s. Oh, longer than that? Wow. Wow. Okay. Mid-20s, standing in that back room, and God said, everything that happened, Justin, everything that happened was for a reason, and it's okay because the future is bright because I'm in it. All the things, Justin, that was spoken over you and the people said, it's okay because where, where we're going together is going to be great. It's going to be fine. Daddy, right, spoke to my heart so that my heart could speak life to others. Come from brokenness. We all have. But it's not wholeness. You desire that you be broken. It's God's desire that you be whole. And then out of that wholeness, you help others too. So how's your heart? Remember, he stands at the door and he knocks, but it's up to you to let him in. Have, have you committed your life to Christ before? Have you given him the reins of control? Because he's the only one that can tame the tongue, but if we look deeper, the only one that can speak to the heart. 
I can influence. You guys can get all excited about worship, right? You, you've seen it. You've seen people are crying and stuff, and then you see the same people out like crying about something else because they're being mean to somebody. You know what I mean by this? We can be emotional about something, but can we be legitimately here and here with him? Because the goal is that this works beyond here, that this transcends and, and transfers out of this place into your everyday lives. How's your heart? So do me a favor. Close your eyes with me this morning for just a moment. And there's, there's two responses that I, that I feel like we need this morning. Two responses. The first is a respond to your desire to be whole in the Lord. The first is the desire to silence and to completely get rid of all of the words that have been spoken over your life, even maybe before you came here this morning by your spouse. I don't know what it looks like, or by your, your family or by a friend, to completely get rid of those things, to wipe them. These things that you've believed as truth that are not, that you want to respond to the healing and the wholeness of God that was purchased through Christ. Because we all have, we, we've all had things spoken over our lives. But we have someone who can tame the heart, tame the tongue, who can bring us back to him and make us whole. So if there's some lies or there's some things that have been spoken over your life that you know are not truth, what I'm going to do is first agree with you that the Lord's going to touch your life today. How do you respond to that? Simply look at me for a moment. Okay? Okay? When I see you, just close your eyes. All right? Okay? A lot of us, all right? All right? Okay? Okay? All right? All right? Okay? All right? All right? I believe today that God's going to bring healing to your life. Even now, He's bringing wholeness. What the enemy has meant for harm, God is turning for good. I feel like God just wants to say, son and daughter, that I was there. When that thing was spoken over your life and to you, I was there. You may not have seen me, you may not have felt me, but I was there. And today, I'm here. That's what God wants to tell you. I feel like God wants to tell you that he's here. And he's responded because you've responded to him. You open the door. Not only does he tame our hearts, but he also purges it of the things that don't belong especially the things that have been spoken over our lives. Today, by his presence, it has been washed away. The second response I have for you guys this morning to respond to is this. (laughs) 
If you haven't allowed Jesus in, today's the day to make that decision as your Lord and Savior. What does that mean? The one who governs your life and everything. The one who holds it together, keeps it all in place. The one that brings peace in the midst of of craziness and turmoil. The one that is your Savior. If that's a decision you want to make, just look at me for just a moment and close your eyes again. Okay? All right? This morning, God, we just thank you so much. Lord, I, I know what I feel after sharing this word. I know that, that our family in this building probably feel exhausted after feeling this word from James because everything has rushed back. Everything has rushed back. The things that we didn't want to relive, we didn't want to receive, we didn't want to retell have rushed back. But God, this time we see that you're present. And that makes a difference. That we can keep walking together regardless of what we've said or what has been said over us. We can walk together in wholeness and health. We understand now the power of our tongue and the words that we say. God, we pray that you continue to break us and continue to make us like you. That's our choice. We open the door and we say, come on in, straighten me out. Every day, let us get in the truck with you, ride down the road of life, and experience your peace that goes beyond understanding where we don't have to say a word, but we're with Daddy and everything's fine. We thank you, Lord. And we love you. In Jesus' name.